0: That's all the staff stuff we have going on. Let's talk about some additions um, to this team. And we're not really talking recruiting, Clint. So I know don't, don't, don't start twitching yet, Clint. It's Still okay. In. Sorry, it's <laughs> This is not recruiting. This is just bringing people in to help fill the gaps. I will say this before we talk about these two guys. One of the things that I'm very impressed with Coach Pearl is how he's able to pick certain players out at the right moment when he needs to fill a role or something. Um, He's proven this time and time again. Maybe he can find a little bit more flash than substance, Simeon Bowers, but (laughs) I think he has proven that he uh, can definitely find somebody that's going to fit the needs that he has and the gaps in his team that he he currently has. Two players, both are going to have... Not full eligibility here, but when all is said and done, they both will have been able to play two years at Auburn. We'll start with Javon McCormick, who is going to be the immediate help. He is one uh, of—I would consider him a smaller guard at six foot. Um, He comes to us from Lee College. And any ideas, Clint, on what their uh, mascot might be?
1: The good old running Rebels.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now— I know that I'm kind of being cliche here. When I saw Running Rebels, I got excited thinking he was going to be from ULV, and then I saw Lee College, and I was like, "Ugh." Well, you know, I I hate to say that about Lee College, but you know, that's not usually what I associate Running Rebels. Uh, But he's got two years of eligibility left, um, so he'll come right in, and I think fill um, a role that we're going to talk about in a second that's left vacant uh, by somebody that's going to be leaving. But the second one is going to be Jamal Johnson. I would call him. A bigger guard at six foot three. He's a Memphis transfer. Now he's going to have to sit out the 2018-19 season, uh, but he will have three years of eligibility left after doing all that. So you've got two guys that are not going to, you know, be able to play one season and leave. We've got some lengthy time to have them here, which I think is going to benefit greatly and kind of give a little bit of depth to the um, guard area there. So if those two players, and I know you don't love recruiting, Clint, which one do you get excited more about Javon McCormick or Jamal Johnson
1: um you know that's an interesting question because Jamal comes from Memphis that's Memphis has always been a really big name in college basketball and to have a player that was capable of playing there that's that I think is a really big deal um just because Calipari and former coaches and all these other kind of things are happening up in Memphis doesn't Diminish what that program is. But I, I think I have to go with the immediate player, and that's Javon McCormick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I like this quote from Bruce Pearl that Javon is now Auburn's 10th eligible player on scholarship for the upcoming season. And Bruce says, I typically play at least nine double digit guys playing so- double digit num- uh, minutes. So I think that is an interesting concept for this season and dynamic that Bruce is going to have to play with. We played a lot last year on the right rotation, starting lineup and uh, playing minutes between the teams. So I think we can see a lot more um, um, testing out on those combinations this upcoming season as well. And we'll just see how Javon meshes with this team that honestly is, is pretty tight and pretty deep as is because of the next topic you have on our list.
0: Yeah, that's a great segue there. I'm going to start calling you Segway Man. Please (laughs) don't. God. You set it up and and I'll knock it off the part. No,
1: gosh. Your superhero stuff does not belong in this podcast.
0: (laughs) Well, I know that uh, Clint has been (sighs) itching to talk about this, uh, so we'll get into it before I make him groan even more. Uh, And then honestly, that's probably the topic that most people are listening right now are wondering, why aren't you guys talking about that? And that is going to be a lot of decisions that were being made in and around the NBA draft. Now, Auburn, let me do a little setup here. Auburn has not had this much presence in the NBA draft in quite some time. Frankly, I can't remember since when, because it's always felt like it's been one, maybe two players that really were legitimately taken serious. Um, and looked at hardcore going into the NBA draft. Um, we had I would consider all of these guys that were there were at least taken seriously and most but i 'd say about two of them were at least just kind of trying to figure out where they stood and really didn't think that they were going to make it. Um, so those four players were Austin Wiley, Jared Harper, Bryce Brown. I am happy to report as many of you probably already know, Austin Wiley, Jared Harper, and Bryce Brown will return for this upcoming season. But we will be without Mustafa here, and we'll talk about him in a second because I do want us to spend some time talking about Mustafa. But let's celebrate a little bit of the fact that we will finally receive the return of Austin Wiley in an Auburn uniform.
1: Man, I, I'm so excited for this and so excited for Austin. that you know, I, I like how... I, I love how the NBA sets up their draft. There's not many things in the NBA that I like, but this is one of the things that I really like. You give a college kid the opportunity to make some money, and they're not locked out of anything because they're trying to do so. They can go meet with scouts and coaches and players and front office people of a 30-team professional league. They can go to the combine and see how they stack up against players more, you know outside of their conference. And, and beyond, just, you know, Auburn played, what, 45 games maybe last year? That's not a really big pull in the grand scheme of things of where all these players come from. So, you know, and with there only being 60 pits or so in the NBA draft, it's a lot more intimate of a interview process for these guys than it would be, say, football. There's so many guys that get picked up in football through the draft or through free agency that, you know, there's no way that in a single offseason that a front office can have enough time to speak with all of them, let alone a good majority of them. And I think that that's the complete opposite with the basketball world. So, you know, you see these three or four guys that went to the combine. A lot of people online were confused about how that worked, how they were just giving up on Auburn. They were tired of it. They wanted to go make some money. Whatever the case, people were mad about it. But that's just not how it works, and I'm thankful for it. I know these guys are too. You know, you look at the the write-up from AuburnTigers.com. I mean, Austin Wiley even said, it just showed me where I need to be, where I can improve myself. I didn't get the results I wanted, but it showed where I need to be by next year and how to succeed at the next level. What more can you want a college athlete to grasp? The kid knows he's not at the next level. He knows what he has to work on now. He has a benchmark. He's not just going out there to play basketball for the sake of it. And that is going to, in my mind, leave Austin Wiley at the very least with a very productive basketball season.
0: Yeah, I am so excited to watch this guy, just from the fact that what we saw from him in his freshman year and having to wait a whole nother year to even have a chance to see him again, uh, but just when you couple that with the heads he was turning at the NBA Combine, and then hearing that as good as he was at least sounding, he still wasn't where he needed to be, and has the willingness to come back and doesn't want to not I don't want to not going to play ball in Europe or in, in different countries or even you know I think they have the D League and going to play there. It's
1: the G League now. Gatorade paid a lot of money for you not to mess that one up.
0: Excuse me, Gatorade. Well, we lost that sponsorship there. (laughs) Uh, Gosh, Kyle. Seriously, though, um, I am so excited to have him back and watch him um, for what has felt like ages now, just missing him on the court and having some big man presence there, giving uh, Spencer... Um, some help down there giving Macklemore some help down there giving now Okiki some help down there I mean when you hear those three names four names Clint together as big men how does that not get anyone excited
1: oh man just the possibility of this roster and the lineups that coach Pearl can play with just has to have everybody excited especially the coaching staff
0: And if that doesn't excite you enough, let me just say the other two names returning who come back from the NBA draft after not probably seeing the results that they would have wanted to have made that jump. Jared Harper and Bryce Brown, the dynamic duo that probably, if we're really honest, powered this offense. But If it wasn't Jared Harper shooting it from like... You know, the next county over, it was Bryce Brown just going on a hot streak with three points. These two were just deadly together. When you have them back in the same uniform on the, the same team at the same time, same place, interesting things are going to happen again.
1: I think that these two guys are going to lead this team in offense this upcoming season. And and it's, it's not going to be one or the other. I think it's going to be a really dynamic one-two punch that these two guys have worked well together for what now 2 years and they they both have a lot of experience under their feet they have a lot of chemistry with each other and i think that it's only going to make their chemistry better and you're going to see you know you're going to see some fun basketball between these two whether it's alley-oops or or breakaways or whatever these two are going to be a lot of fun to watch and you know if you you want to go ahead and put a lot of money on these two being very successful next year.
0: Oh definitely. Let me set you up a dream scenario that I have here, Clint. Jared Harper brings the ball down the court and then acts like he's going to take one of his legendary from downtown threes, but then fakes the shot, dishes it down on the post to Austin Wiley who turns and if the shot's not there, Whips it out to the corner where Bryce Brown is waiting for a three pointer. I guarantee you that scenario is going to happen at least once, if not many times, this season. Absolutely, that Absolutely. triangle offense to the Get ready, folks. It <laughs> is going to be like I have not. I've always excited for basketball, but I have not been this excited in quite some time. Uh, so I'm like sure. a little, I'm a giddy little person again. <laughs> I have have no words for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's bring the happiness down a little bit here, and let's address the elf in the room, and that is Mustafa Heron will not be returning uh, to be an Auburn Tiger after his sophomore year. Now, if you were concerned Austin Wiley was going to leave for the NBA, there was a chance too that Mustafa Heron really was going to go, and to be honest, he has the skill set to probably be successful at this point at some level on the NBA, if not right away, but pretty soon here, so if he had gone in the draft, I would have been very happy for him and I would have probably not been too surprised. Not I would have been really surprised if he went and then Austin Wiley didn't. That would have been really surprising. Uh but the fact that he decides not to come back is very sad to us because I've had, if we've listened to past podcasts, kind of a a, a lukewarm um feeling on him this at least this season with how i've watched him kind of play towards the tail end here but that's neither here nor there at this point i'm still going to be very sad that the first five-star draft pick that draft pick recruit that auburn ever got for basketball was mustafa and is not going to be there anymore Um, reportedly as i understand it he's going to play at saint john's which is going to put him closer to his mom who is sick um and uh, they'll be able to be there together is that the report that you're getting as well
1: yeah um i see Mustafa will be at St. John's. Uh, the reports were that his mother had a severe concussion, and I, I don't understand the implications of the concussion, CTE, whatever. But we've seen the NCAA deny waiver and immediate play request previously for what I would assume is a lot more. What's immediate causes? For lack of a better word, right now, I mean, yeah, not not many people like to say the name anymore. But you go back a couple of years, Verez Ward came to Auburn from Texas because his mother, who lived in Montgomery, I want to say was dealing with cancer, and he got denied his immediate play waiver. So I don't know if Mustafa will get that. Um, <clears throat> I hope that the NCAA comes to their senses and will always give. A player this kind of benefit of the doubt, but we all know that that's not going to happen. Um, But all in all, I'm honestly just confused by the move. Um, Until the news that uh, about his mother came out, I was very confused about it. It didn't seem like a a smart business move to leave Auburn for not the NBA and then for not money overseas to go to another university, possibly sit out a year. So now you're still 2 years away from making money as a basketball player <clears throat> and even with his mother not being 100% healthy, you know, I I just maybe it's so she can come travel to games or maybe it's so that he can be there in case things go south. Whatever it may be, I it's not meant for me to understand. That's that's the bottom line and you know i'm not not going to be upset about mustafa leaving i hate that he's not going to be in origin blue anymore but i i'm just <clears throat> i wish i understood more that's that's about all it is right now
0: it is a very i'll call it a sticky situation and a tightrope to walk here because you never want to assume that someone's just giving an, an a reason for going and kind of using that Uh, to leave but I mean if we're all honest here and I mean maybe I'm the only one that sits here and feels this way that Mustafa did seem like at times he wasn't as interested in playing the type of ball we've seen him play before so you know maybe there was a little bit of that there that he really didn't want to be here and part of that may have been the family stuff that he had stuff going on at home that. You know, he didn't want public, and that's maybe what where his head was at during some of those games. So, uh, you know, that's why it's not a heartbreaker for me because if it is true that his mother is dealing with this stuff, I want him to be there, and I want him to be close to her, and that's all you could ask for uh, – a- someone to have that ability for someone to be closer to their parents while they're sick and to be able to maybe watch them play a little bit more often. So, uh, I trust that's what it's about. And I trust, um, that he's making the decision that's best for him and his family going forward because I would love nothing more to watch him rise, uh, to the level that he possibly could be in the NBA. Um, so, Good luck to Mustafa Heron at St. John's. We hope he doesn't have to sit out a year. He gets that um, waiver, and um, we'll be watching him. Hopefully not against the Arvin Tigers, but <laughs> maybe. Um, uh, but we do have a little bit of exciting news to talk about here, and it's probably besides the NBA draft. This is the final um, – I won't say final because somebody will always find a reason to start stuff and and bring up rumors and allegations and things like that because of everything that went on last season with Chuck Person and throughout all of college basketball with the um all the, all that stuff that was going on. But Bruce Pearl's contract is officially extended through the 2 2022 to the 2023 season. So for the next 5 seasons if I did my math correct there you will see Bruce Pearl barring him leaving Auburn for <laughs> choice or something else going on. You will see Bruce Pearl ball for another five years at Auburn. How good does that make you feel Clint?
1: I'm very excited about it. I think that Bruce Pearl has done nothing but good for Auburn university. Um, you know, I, I'm, I don't put the blame on the FBI thing on Bruce bar none. We've discussed that ad nauseum. Um, I think that Bruce is the biggest cheerleader Auburn Athletics has. He's the best marketer Auburn Athletics has, and just what Bruce can do with a fresh start has already been fun enough to watch. Now he's got a couple of years. He knows what to expect around Auburn. He's you know guided his ship through multiple storms, including the changing of school president and Athletic Department heads. I, I think that Bruce is now in the clear. If there was ever any issues with that, um, <clears throat> I, I'm excited for what Bruce Roll can do with Auburn Arena and to continue to pack out this arena. And I hope that uh, season tickets are sold like they were last year and that those people who ended up giving them back kind of regret it and they, they're the first ones in line.
0: <laughs> it would be funny kind of uh turnabout's fair play and all that. Uh, if that does uh, scenario does happen there. Um, Bruce Pearl being back for five years. I think one day when this is all said and done, we'll look back at the first four years of coach Pearl's tenure. And while there will be a lot of low points in it, uh, some of them have not, uh, not his own doing obviously, uh, but things that he had to deal with. I think you'll look at that and be thankful for the storms that they had to go through and some of the exciting times and, if you stuck a pin right here, the offseason between the 2017 and 18 season and the 18 and 19 season, I think this is where Auburn officially turns the corner in terms of perception in basketball. It's not just a fluke anymore. Coach Pearl's here. He's got his system. The recruiting's going to keep coming. This is so exciting to have these players back, to have this coach back, to have his system in place. This, you know how big a fan of stability I am, Clint. <laughs> to a fault, uh, in many things, but this is an amazing time in Auburn basketball. And if you, I, we have tried all episode here to get you excited about it. And if it hasn't worked yet, I I can't help you because it's going to be an amazing season this year. And hopefully an amazing five years plus some, hopefully Uh, with coach Pearl here.
1: I think so too. And you know, it's, it's hard for me to get excited about something starting in November as it's the end of June as we sit down and record this. It's so far away. There's so much happening in between. I, you know, We've been removed from the basketball season for four months now. Plus, baseball and softball have already been through. So my excitement and my attention have been shifted multiple times. And there's still a couple of things to be in the way before basketball comes around. But This show, what we've done tonight alone, has put me back into the basketball anticipation mode that I've avoided up until now. So, thank you, Kyle, and shame on you, Kyle.
0: (laughs) I mean, what's football? (laughs) What
1: what is football?
0: What is football? What's a a movie? (laughs) Seriously, though, we have got a lot to be excited about across athletics right now. The final topic that I want us to talk about uh, getting out of this basketball conversation is that Auburn is projected very early as a number three seed in the big dance. So, what do you think, Clint? That's a step up from what we had this past season as a four seed. Do you think the hype is warranted for Auburn to already be predicted as a three seed in the big dance?
1: I think the the hype is warranted. I think that the way... Auburn played last year with everything that was already out there was impressive enough. To have the guys coming back is just going to be a good thing for this team. Um, there always is the issue with Auburn fans and Auburn teams getting too hyped and then falling flat on their face. I don't see that happening. As, as the season stands right now, I don't see that happening. Um, I think that the biggest issue that Auburn will have to deal with as it stands right now is just chemistry. You know, you've got Purifoy and Wiley who haven't played in a year. They still practiced with these guys, but they've not played with them. Purifoy still has to sit out 30% of the season, which is the most arbitrary number I think the NCAA has ever handed out. (laughs) Um, And then you get, you know, Javon McCormick, you've got new guys, you've got new recruits. Um, There are things, there are roadblocks in the way, but that's what every team has to face. Not every team gets to return the entire roster like Auburn has basically the last year. So I'm excited for it. I think that losing out on Pat Kime is probably going to be the biggest detriment to this team just to have the locker room glue that Pat was. um, Just, you know, this whole season is going to be who steps up. And that's always the exciting part of collegiate athletics.
0: I got it. Here's the recipe for success. I mean, obviously, when you can't have a guy like Patrick Kime, there's your key right there. But, and I mean that sincerely, but what we need is for Barry to come back and whoop our tails in an exhibition game. <laughs> and then the success will continue. I mean, look what happened this season. Barry! Uh, Oh man, but I kid. Uh, hopefully, we will never have to see Barry again because that was embarrassing, and having to quell the um, lamenting Auburn fans on social media was was tiring. Even though that wasn't my responsibility to do, but I, I it's felt never your
1: responsibility or your obligation, Kyle.
0: That is very true. So we will hopefully okay, it's never have to your experience.
1: responsibility or obligation for you too, Mister Sane Auburn fan on Twitter. <laughs>
0: Anyway, it has been very fun talking to you about all the stuff going on this summer, Clint. Um, we may or may not be back depending on what news breaks. Hopefully all good news this summer uh, before we get to preseason of basketball, which that will be probably the next time we can guarantee that you will hear us. But until then, Clint, tell everybody where they can find us. You can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. Where can they find you? You
1: can follow me on Twitter at Clint au 24 and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at auburnuniforms.com. Keep an eye out over there. Some big changes coming as got a bid milestone coming up real soon.
0: And we're excited to watch for that too. But speaking of big, Clint, I have to get a big prediction to close out every show from you. And since we can't predict right now, you know who's going to score more, or who, how, if we're going to make the NCAA tournament, or what seed? I want a prediction from you. Will we see Mustafa Heron again in a game
1: against Auburn?
0: Obviously against Auburn. No, never again.
1: I think that the best chance that you have is the Under Armour Reunion Tournament thing that they have at Madison Square Garden. Auburn wasn't invited last year. Who knows if we're going to get the invite this season i think it might be a little too late for them to make that announcement but i i don't see it happening i just it's too many things have to happen in the postseason it's not going to happen in the in the regular season unless that tournament comes through and the tournament is a very weird web so no i don't see it happening
0: well, I'm just convinced it's going to happen, Clint, because that's just the way my luck goes. And you know me, I'm an eternal pessimist.
1: That's for sure. Yeah, we always
0: find our way back home. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes at SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is e2cnetwork at gmail.com and our website e2cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.